It's November 18th, 2022, and I am just delighted to be joined today by my dear friend and longtime co-host, Kelly Gordon. Hi, Kelly. How are you doing? Hi, Meg. I'm so good. It's been a while since I've talked to you. It's good to see your smiling face and to know that the awesomes are out there with their earbuds in listening to us. Well, we were just talking before we started recording that you guys are having your first like major snowfall of the season as we're recording. And it's a little messy, even in the Twin Cities. When the snow comes down, it gets a little messy, right? Especially that first snowfall. I feel like it kind of catches everybody off guard. And this one came maybe a little early than they were forecasting. So like I was saying to my son on the way to school this morning that one of the unique things about Minnesota as a big metropolitan area this far north And our Canadian friends would understand this too, is we have a virtual army of snowplows. You know, like they are out, they are plowing things. The really cool thing is when they plow the freeways, they line up. Yeah. Like four of them staggered and they like go like this big. Yes. I haven't seen a single snowplow this morning. Oh, so like, uh oh, (laughs) right. I know. And it's a really fluffy snow. So it compacts into ice. And so like in the school pickup line, cars were just getting stuck like they couldn't move like because they were on ice essentially yeah so people had to keep getting out and like give it a little push and then the car could go but it was just there was a lot of spinning oh gosh it's been that morning it is really pretty yeah and also a big pain in my rear yes because if you could just sit and look out a window oh sure yeah but getting out mm -mm, getting out and about we have already had a little snowfall here in oklahoma city what yes a couple of nights ago We were all home and I went to let the dogs out and I was like, oh my gosh, it's snowing. I mean, we knew it was like crazy cold, but yeah, that was just a little dusting, but very early for Oklahoma City, very, very early to have some snowfall. So right, and I'm assuming it melted. It did. Yes. The next day it was gone. It was gone. But all of the snow is very seasonally appropriate, Kelly. The weather is cooperating in our aesthetic today, right? That's right. (laughs) Because we are going to be talking all about some holiday home hacks. We are in the holiday season, really in the ramp up to where it's really intense. And, you know, it's sort of awesome. We're all about making things like more simple, more awesome. More simple is more awesome. I think you and I would agree. That's right. Yes. Make it easy. Yeah. The internet abounds with ideas for how like little hacks and tricks and those types of things for getting your home ready for the holidays. Kelly and I have done the work for you. We did the research. We combed through the internet and we have found some really awesome hacks for you guys to keep your home and your decorating and your entertaining and all of those things just a little more awesome this year. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. I'm Meg Teets and this is Sort of Awesome. Welcome back, Awesomes, to the show that loves to support you in becoming smart, strong, and social. If you have been looking for amazing women to connect with, a community that will support you no matter what age or stage of life you're in, I'm really thrilled to tell you you've come to the right place. It's not just a podcast. We are your community on the go. Yes, you get to listen to us in your earbuds, but come and connect with us in one of our online communities because that is where the real awesome happens. And if you're enjoying Sorta Awesome, Make sure you have subscribed so you never miss a new episode from us. If you are loving what we're doing here on the show, hop on over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to Sort of Awesome, maybe it's Spotify, another podcast app. Leave us a five-star rating and review. I know I say this all the time. It is so true. We get new members in our community, new awesomes, who tell us that they found us on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, somewhere that was suggested to them that they might like Sorta Awesome. Those reviews and ratings that you guys leave for us, they really do help other people find the show. It's a totally free way for you to support Sorta Awesome, and we appreciate it so much. All right, Kelly, I cannot wait to get into our conversation today because I love a good home hack. I'm not like Susie Homemaker by nature. So if somebody can tell me, like, here's the easy way to do this, sign me up please. (laughs) Right. And some of them I feel like are just little ideas of how to make it easier or like lessons learned. I think that this is one of those ones where you and I are going to share. Yes. Yes. And we're going to share 
And then we're going to go into the awesome hangout on Facebook. And people are just going to have a wealth of their own ideas and things that they've discovered to make this season that we're going into that always feels like it's just a train barreling towards us with all the things to do and the things that we really we want to enjoy. I mean, it does feel like a lot to do, but also we want to enjoy it. So how can we simplify? How can we take those shortcuts that other people have learned for us and make it all so that it's merry and bright? Exactly. That is this conversation just in a nutshell. We're going to get to all of that in just a few minutes. But first, let's go ahead and start this show the way we always do with our Awesomes of the Week. If you're new to Sort of Awesome, Awesome of the Week is the moment in the show where we stop and talk about whatever is making life a little bit more awesome right now. Could be a book or a TV show, book, movie, podcast, a product, something that is bringing that gold sparkle to our days. Kelly, what do you have for us this week? This is actually appropriate for this show, and that wasn't intentional. Okay. But I want to share that just a few weeks ago, I ordered on Amazon a fall pack of coffee syrups from Tarani. (gasps) Oh, nice. What a find. I didn't even think about it. What I was doing was really looking for like a pumpkin pie spice syrup. Yes. And then Tarani had one, but they were like, or would you perhaps want the four pack of pumpkin pie syrup, brown sugar, cinnamon syrup, peppermint syrup, and salted caramel syrup? And I was like, well, yeah, (laughs) you know, when you put it that way. As a matter of fact, I would. (laughs) Yes, I would. So I hit that buy button, got them. And I would say probably the pumpkin pie is already half gone. Okay. Yeah. Yes. The brown sugar cinnamon has also gotten heavily used. And then the peppermint is probably, we're just starting into peppermint season. Oh, for sure. Yes. You know, but they are so good. And I had never thought about getting a pack like that, you know, that can kind of supplement maybe what you already have. And of course you can put these, like we put these in hot chocolate. Yeah. We put these in, we do have like a little Nespresso. So in like espresso, you could even put it, of course, in your coffee, but even in your tea. Okay. Like a little pumpkin pie. Yeah. You're like, yeah. you're going to put a sweetener. Right. right it's right. just a flavored sweetener. Yeah. So depending on what kind of tea you have. Now, I will say that that particular mix, those four syrups that I just named. Yeah. That mix is gone already. Okay. So you could buy all of those syrups on your own if you wanted to. But what I'm going to point to and what we'll put in the show notes as a link instead is they have now a holiday flavors. Pack. Perfect. Perfect. It's peppermint pumpkin pie and toasted marshmallow. Okay. You have convinced me. I need this in my life. Yes. And this particular holiday pack is the slightly smaller bottles. It's not the gigantic ones like they have at Starbucks that you need the big pump for. The other ones, (laughs) the ones I bought were like the huge ones because I knew we would use those because my family's a little nuts. Yeah. But this one, it's like $18. Perfect. Perfect. So it's just a three pack. And also it would make a great uh, That's what I was going to say. Yes. <laughs> this is okay. definitely the time of year where no matter where I look, whatever I hear, I'm like, that's a great gift. That's, that's a, a great, great gift. gift. <laughs> and really, I think one of the things that I have started to do a little bit, and I think that I started to do this because back in the day when I was, and I still love advent calendars, you guys, and there's so many options these days. I feel like we could do a whole extra awesome <laughs> yes. on just advent calendar ideas. I know. But I think the idea of giving a gift like right after Thanksgiving that can kind of last through the holiday season yeah. instead of giving everything on Christmas. Right. It's kind of nice. So yes. like if I might get something like this and give it to my sister and be like, this is For your sure. Christmas gift early. Yeah. You, you like they'll enjoy it. I feel like more. Yes. That month of December when you're creating all these memories and you know, oh, you're, sure. you're like trying to make your house smell and be that holiday. Awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, you don't have to have something under the tree necessarily on Christmas Day for those grownups in your life. You share the joy early and this would be a great way to do it. So fun. So fun. You reminded me, I love peppermint so much. I am not really a pumpkin spice person. I'm not like anti, I'm not hating it. It's just not really my thing. I love peppermint. That syrup sounds fantastic. Also, I picked up at Trader Joe's, they may be sold out by now. They're like, is it 20 days or 12 days of beauty? It's kind of an advent calendar Uh and I'd never gotten one before and they have some really great things in there, including their candy cane body butter, which I didn't even know that was a thing that Trader Joe's has ever had. 
I feel like I read about it. Okay. Like in the frequent flyer or something like that. I have never used it. Oh my gosh. It is dreamy. I mean, as a product, as a skin thing, it is so great. It is so nourishing. But the candy cane scent. Oh my gosh. I was just tickled over that. So yes. Oh, I opened them all when I bought it. Just like spoiler alert. <laughs> so it wasn't like you're leading up 12 days. You're like the 12 nope. days are now. 12 days are now. It's not even December. I needed a little pick me up. I actually got it. I split out all the products between me and my daughters. OK, well, it was, was just smart. it really was like a little pick me up for all of us. But yeah, I, I busted right into that. You're like, boop, boop, boop. In fact, I'm not going to open the doors. I'm just going to get like an exacto knife, cut the top off, yes. take everything out. Exactly. <laughs> That's really funny. Exactly. It's a really good one if you manage to pick one up this year. Really good products. So I love that. And we will for sure have a link in the show notes so you guys can go check out those coffee and tea syrups. Just sounds amazing. My Awesome of the Week this week is a podcast, which I feel like I haven't talked about a new podcast in a while. So I'm pretty I think that's true. excited about this. Okay, I found this podcast and it's called Beyond the Blinds Podcast. Okay. I found it because they're on the same podcast network that we're on, Cloud 10. And I was having to do some things on the back end and looking through different shows that Cloud 10 has. And I saw this and I was like, what does Beyond the Blinds mean? I was so confused. Imagine my delight when I, a person who I'm embracing it, I unabashedly love gossip. I love to hear the tea. I love all of that. The Beyond the Blinds podcast is all about like deep diving celebrities via past blind items, hence the title Beyond the Blinds. So if you're not really that into the world of gossip, especially celebrity gossip, you may not know what a blind item is, but it's basically like a news story or like a little gossip kind of column. There's tons of blogs that list blind items, the details of something are reported, but the identities of the people involved are not revealed. They're kept blind or hidden. Okay, okay, okay. That's what it means. Got it. So yes, a really well-known blind item blog is called Crazy Days and Nights. There's another hugely popular Instagram account called Dumois, famous slash infamous Instagram account. It has over a million followers. They have a book coming out. Dumois has gotten so popular that celebrities themselves will message that account, the actual celebrities will message the account with like some gossip to share, which I think is wildly fascinating. Okay. Well, so anyway, the podcast Beyond the Blinds is hosted by Troy McKeady and Kelly Williams. Troy McKeady, I don't know if he still has this podcast, but he had a podcast called Denzo, which again was like celebrity stuff. Kelly Williams became pretty well known for content around like the hills and Laguna Beach, kind of that era. I'm too old for that, but like sort of early 2000s MTV reality shows. Yes. Yeah. And so they've teamed up to create Beyond the Blinds. And it's really fun if you just want to turn your brain off and listen to some very low stakes celebrity stuff that just doesn't matter in your real life. But you're like, what? Because what they'll do is they'll kind of like do a deep dive, kind of give you a little background on the celebrity, a refresher, if it's like somebody that you're like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that person in a long time, sort of general information. And then they go into blind items going back to like sometimes like 2012, read the blind item. And the thing about blind items is, is eventually, usually whatever format it's published in, they reveal who it was like after some time has gone. By. Okay. That's what I was going to ask. Are you yes. always in the dark? And that's kind of the fun is that you're trying to figure out who it is. Eventually, eventually those blind items do get revealed, but it's lots of fun if you like to read them to guess and wonder and ponder, who could it be? So let me tell you, if you want a good entry episode, go check out episode 61. It's blind items about John and Kate Goslin. Oh, <gasps> Okay, you might have me right there. So yes. I was like, ah, I don't know that many celebrities sometimes, you know, like, yeah. it's not as much fun. Okay, but do tell. <laughs> yes. Tell me more. It is so good. Of course, John and Kate plus eight. That was like, not really first reality because I watched the real world and road rules on MTV and stuff. But John and Kate Gosselin, there was a time when they were like mega famous reality stars, as many yes. of us may remember, with their eight children. They're twins and was it six tuplets, I think? They have six. Is that I, right? I thought it was six and then yeah. two. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. that equals eight. Good, good, good. I'm glad my brain is working this morning. <laughs> I can do that math. <laughs> 
But so, yes, they go back years and years reading these blind items about them, giving the behind the scenes scoop. Oh, my gosh. What a messy pair of people. (laughs) I mean, I feel like that was coming out near the end, like when the show was falling apart. And because that was also like when social media was really taking off. Yes. As far as that. So then, you know, they were presenting one thing and it did get messy. I mean, the kind of person that I am, like, I'm always kind of interested to hear, but I'm also cringy on the inside. <laughs> like, I feel so like these are real people and mm-hmm. they're off and they're like, they truly need help. Yes. And you know what I mean? Yeah. I and do. like the kids. Yeah. But yes. at the same time, I do remember that kind of a train wreck. It was like a slow motion train wreck at the end there. Yeah. And thankfully, in their case, all of the stuff that they talk about on the podcast There's only like a tiny bit about the kids and it's as the kids were those kids, those six kids are 18 now, Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was kind of like only stuff that was when they were grown up, not when they were like little. So anyway, that's a good entry point episode. So you can go check it out and see if that is going to be something that you're into. But it's the Beyond the Blinds podcast. You can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And it's definitely been my awesome of the week for especially turning off the brain and just chilling. <laughs> with some good old yeah. fashioned gossip. Which is what we need this time of year, I think, especially because yes. sometimes you're like, I've got all these other thoughts in my head. Yeah. I want to silence them a little bit a little. and just let them like ride a little roller coaster. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And this will fit the bill for that for sure. So we will put links in the show notes for our awesomes of the week. Of course, we always want to hear what's awesome in your life. So come and find us in one of our social media communities. You could come and find us on Instagram at Sort of Awesome Show. Also in Facebook, you guys come over and join the sort of awesome hangout. You do not want to miss out on the support, the encouragement, the ideas, the recommendations that you're going to find in the hangout this time of year. So go on Facebook, search sort of awesome hangout. You will find us. We would love to have you join us. Kelly and I have a lot to get to with your holiday home hacks for 2022. We're going to get to that when we come right back. Friends, one thing we know is that change is always hard and changing up your glasses is probably harder than it should be. Honestly, that's why most people stick to one basic set of frames, right? It's very practical, but it's not much fun. But also, who can afford new glasses for every occasion or just like for every mood? Well, with Pear Eyewear's customizable magnetic top frames, changing up your look is a snap literally. And to top it all off, it's easy on your bank account too. For a limited time, stock up on style with 20% off during Pear's holiday sale. Now you've seen me sporting my Pear eyewear frames and toppers on social media. You guys, I cannot say it enough. I am obsessed with my glasses from Pear eyewear. First of all, you get your base frames with your prescription lenses for $60, OMG. And it is genuinely so much fun to shop for, to pick out, and then to keep on hand this whole variety of magnetic toppers. You can totally switch them out depending on what mood you're in for the day, what the occasion is. If you're going out for a fun night with your friends, you can of course grab your sparkly glittery ones. If you're feeling a little bit more studious, you can grab your tortoise shell toppers. If you are a big Harry Potter nerd like I am, of course, you can grab your favorite toppers to get that Potterverse vibe going on. So I'm telling you, this holiday season, it is time to celebrate changing things up whenever you feel like it with Pear. For a limited time, shop Pear's holiday sale for 20% off. It is their biggest sale of the year. Just go to PearEyewear.com for 20% off. That's Pear, P-A-I-R, Eyewear.com. Okay, we are back. And as we mentioned at the top of the show today, we are all about just kind of figuring out what can we do to make things a little more fun, but we don't want to do like a ton of, we're not trying to put anything new on anyone's shoulders. Like we all have enough to carry through the holiday season and beyond. So (laughs) Kelly and I really did. We went through lots of things to, you know, articles, YouTube videos blog posts, trying to find like what really makes sense, what would really make things easier? What are just some fun ideas that maybe you've been doing all of your holiday decorating, all of your holiday stuff the same for years? And you're kind of like, this is getting a little old. I want to freshen things up. We have some suggestions that you could check out. So I thought, Kelly, we could first kind of talk about like kitchen food, that kind of realm of holiday stuff. That's my favorite thing. Yeah. So yeah, you would be all up for starting there. 
I have to tell you, my favorite thing that I found, probably one of my favorites as we were researching this show, is a hack for taking something, a store-bought dessert, and making it appear homemade. Now, it's up to you whether or not you want to tell people if you bring this to an event, or maybe it's, you know, on a holiday table, maybe you're hosting people. You can decide if you want to tell the people that the base thing that you bought was store-bought. But I love this because a lot of times, Kelly, I know you do a lot of baking and you're a fantastic baker. For me, like the desserts and the sweet stuff is usually an afterthought. And so if you're like me and you're like, oh my gosh, I've got to have a dessert for this thing, but you don't want it to look like you just pried the plastic top off of the thing from the store. (laughs) This woman who has a YouTube channel called Design to the Nines, putting together like hacks and tricks and all of those types of things, tips, that is totally her thing. She showed how you can take a store-bought cake and transform it into making it look like a little bit more homemade. So she took the cake. It was, you know, a bakery cake that was very pretty, but it had like, you know, the icing, the decorations and stuff on top. She shows how to take off the store-bought stuff, the stuff that the grocery store bakery or wherever you got it from bakery did, take that off and then transform it into looking a little more homemade by creating a little mini wreath around the top of the cake with rosemary. What would Mm. you call it? Sprigs of rosemary? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Okay. Fresh rosemary, obviously, not the dried kind. Yes. Right. You have in your spice cabinet. Right. The kind that looks like it looks like a little fur branch, you know, like it looks like some sort of evergreen. So yes, that's perfect for making it look like it's festive for the holidays. Right. Right. So she arranged it around the top of the cake. So it looks like a little wreath. Then she took some frozen cranberries and placed those in a very beautiful, artistic, aesthetic way around the top. And then to top it all off, she just sprinkled like some powdered sugar over it to make it have like a snow-kissed look, I guess you could say. Yes. I thought that was so fun. And if anybody has other ideas for how you can transform something that is store-bought, a a store-bought dessert or whatever, into looking more homemade, please do find my DMs and tell me (laughs) everything. Because tell me everything. This is the kind of hack I need consistently in my life. Well, and the cool thing about it, so I'm assuming that it was the things that were on top of the cake were like an icing and she scraped yes. it off, kind yes. of like gently scraped off. It wasn't things right. that were stuck in the cake. Yeah, that you yeah, just yeah. Pull out. Right. I mean, right, which right. would be even better. Yeah. But if you're buying just a cake that's got, you know, happy birthday on it or, yep. you know, balloons, those are cheaper. Than yes, the holidays. Always. So this is also a hack to save you money that you can go like find the cake that is maybe a day old that somebody didn't pick up. Yep. And you're like, I don't care what it looks like because I'm going to redo the top of it anyway. Right. Exactly. That's Smart. exactly it. Yes. So I'm going to leave a link in the show notes for that specific video. But she's a treasure trove of information for sure. But Kelly, since you do love all things kitchen cooking, baking, all of that, what are you thinking in terms of workable hacks? Well, this is a thing that I just kind of discovered, and there might be some awesomes who already do this and who are going to like agree with me and be no duh. But this is one of the times of year I feel like I'm even more cooking bacon than regular Oh, because uh it goes on top of things, you know, so even during the holidays, maybe you're going to crumble it on something, you could go in a salad, you know, for the holidays, like a spinach salad. So recently, because I have a million children and they're all still at home, I started to bake my bacon in the oven, mm. which I had done for years, maybe on tinfoil or maybe on a rack above tinfoil. Mm-hmm. And it was a lot easier than pan frying a pound of bacon. Yeah. You know, because it's just one and done. But still, there was a lot of cleanup. Like the rack would have all this fat on it. Like it was just a pain. And so then I read online to bake it on parchment paper. Okay. Yeah. And not on a rack. So they said, you know, get a big sheet of parchment paper on your pan, put the bacon right into it. Because part of what makes bacon good is that it is really kind of frying in its own fat, Mm -hmm. you know? So if it's sitting above the fat, like that might be healthier in some ways, but it doesn't get quite as crispy. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. And then literally when you're done, it's so much easier to clean up because the tin foil would always kind of rip. It wasn't as easy to clean up with all of that bacon fat on it. Yeah. So I started to do that and it felt like a game changer because the bacon turned out perfectly how I want it. I could cook a ton of it at once. At like 400 degrees, you guys can just Google bacon on parchment paper. There's a thousand different, you know, directions out there for what would work for you. But you can just wad up that parchment paper at the end and throw it away, you know, 
drain off the bacon grease, obviously, first or whatever you're going to do. Like, yeah, because I don't save a ton of bacon grease. Lots of times I will pour it off into a little like tin foil that I have like yeah. lined into a small bowl. Or now that it's winter, I just like would stick it outside for a little bit. There you it's go. Solidify right up and yeah. then I can throw it away. But that felt like a game changer. And I'm so excited to use it for the holidays because if we have a big breakfast or a brunch with people, you got to cook a bunch of bacon. Right. And you could do it even the day before and then just reheat the bacon the next day, you know, so that it's one Absolutely. of those steps that you can take out of the big rush. So, so smart. I'm like you. I do, of course, love to eat bacon, but I feel like no matter how you fix it, it leaves a mess behind. Yeah. So I've never tried it on parchment paper. I'm excited. So definitely try that. And then here's one other thing that I'm getting ready to try. Okay. Because I always host Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know, I was going to go back and look for, maybe we can put it in the show notes. We did an episode one time yes. about Thanksgiving. When was that? It was a while ago. It's been a minute. Yes. Yes. At least probably five years ago is what yeah. I'm going to guess. But yeah. one of the things that we talked about in that Thanksgiving episode was that I've always hosted Thanksgiving since I've been married, yeah. pretty much. Mm -hmm. And one of my hacks for that is that I cook things the day before. Mm -hmm. So that the actual day of Thanksgiving, I'm just like cooking the turkey and reheating everything. Yes. So we talked about like how that works and I shared my recipes there. I'd be happy to do it again if somebody in the Hangout wants to know those. But the only problem with that is then you've got all the food and you've got to store it, you know, for the next 24 hours in your fridge, right. how to do that. Yeah. So somebody said, if you would like to stack pans, like a nine by 13 pan, you don't have a lid for it. You know, you can cover it with tinfoil or with mm -hmm. whatever, saran wrap, but you can't stack them well mm -hmm. then. Use a baking rack hmm. on top and then you can stack another one. And then there's another baking rack and you could stack another one. Like you could fit three okay. nine by 13s on the bottom shelf of your fridge. Yeah. Just using a baking wrap so that they don't settle into each other, you know, so they don't smush. Right. Oh my gosh, that's so smart. So smart. That's exactly what I was like, what? Yes. This was totally one of those, why didn't I think of that? Like, yeah. hello. And I've always, I am, I'm like trying to like get all this food back in a fridge in a way so that it doesn't smush and it doesn't, ah, yeah. like do I have enough containers? So I thought that was such a brilliant little hack for the kitchen and for this time of year when you might be cooking a lot yeah. of food and needing a place to store it. Also, you guys, I feel like this is a hack that I use all the time that I don't know if everybody does. And so I'm going to mention it here. It's not necessarily a holiday hack, except that you're cooking a lot possibly at the holidays. Yeah. And this is to use the timer on your dishwasher mm. so that it goes now every night is what I do. Like... When I am loading dishes after dinner or whoever's loading them, I like put the soap in, put the timer on to go in the middle of the night and then it's done. Yeah. I don't have to think about it anymore. Yeah. And so it was one of those things that, I mean, I think there's a timer on the washing machine too. Like there's timers oh. on almost everything. Is there? Yes. I think Our washing is. machine and dryer are so old. Okay. They're maybe like, not that one. <laughs> they're laughing at the idea that they might have <laughs> a timer. I mean, you could probably get a smart plug for it. Probably. It timer. Yes. But most dishwashers do. And I think that like until you intend to use it, you're like, oh, I don't know how to use this, you know, like, yes, or that sort of thing. Yeah. So making it a routine part of your cleanup and that it just goes, I like that it goes in the middle of the night. So it's not taking water pressure away, you know, like you don't Ooh, have yes. to worry about that. And I don't have to think to start it. I think that was the way I used to live was before I go to bed, I'm going to hit start. Yeah. So that it's going and then I know I've got clean dishes in the morning and yet I don't want to start it right after dinner because people oh, sure, good yes. night are still eating. They're Second back in dinner. the kitchen. <laughs> Second dinner. I need a bowl of cereal. Can you make me a quesadilla? So yes. it's like there's still dishes to go in. So if I start it right after dinner, then I'm like, oh, I've got this stack and I don't want to deal with that in the morning. Okay. So use your dishwasher timer. Again, if you have a dishwasher, I bet it has a timer. And this like small thing especially in the holidays that you can just set it and forget it. Yes. I think we'll take, it'll make your life easier. Yeah. Well, that's so smart. And I was going to say with, it seems like around the holidays, especially if you are hosting people, the dishes can get away from you really quickly. Mm. And so just to be able to set it and forget it and not have yes. to have that on as one more thing in your mental load that you're worrying about. That's so smart. I like that. I know families who are big families and then maybe are often hosting who will have two dishwashers. Yes. Or the new dishwashers that have separate drawers. So you could start Ooh, a small load. Fancy. Yes. I know I'm not that fancy. Mm -mm. So there's ways to, you know, even make it nicer. But if you just like me, I just have one basic 
Bosch. I mean, I like it. It's a good dishwasher, but it's just there. It's one Mm -hmm. for all of us. Yeah. You just kind of have to stay on top of it. And this is one trick to help you do that. Okay. So I have one more thing that I have to share because I feel like, again, if you're hosting a lot of people, I don't even think this has to be for a lot of people. It could be really fun for kids, but it is a recipe to make pancakes in a sheet pan. What? I did not know that was okay. I have permission to do that. (laughs) They're not going to be round, right? Right, right, right. What you're essentially making is a cake. Yeah. Okay. You know, like you're making a cake, but it's made out of pancake batter. Okay. So I'm going to share a recipe that I found online from somebody who's making them. It's called Dinner Than Dessert. Okay. Who's making them, you know, from scratch. But I will tell you that when I was first introduced to this, it was a Bisquick recipe. Mm. So if you have Bisquick around, it's even easier because, you know, they've already done a lot of the measuring of some of the other ingredients. Yes. So it's really all you're doing is making a pancake batter. You're using a, you know, a sheet cake pan, either a half or a full size, depending on how many you want to make. And then you're pouring it in. And the fun thing is, is that you can add toppings. Like you can add things to the top of your pancake, oh like chocolate chips gosh. or raspberries yes. or blueberries. So you just sprinkle them on. And so if you make a really big one, you could do like a section of chocolate and a section oh of... my gosh. <laughs> yes. And then you bake it and it comes out and it, they're all pretty looking and you, you just cut it with a knife or a pizza cutter and you can serve it. And so this is a fuss-free way to make a bajillion pancakes at once. My God. So that you don't have to stand there and flip. Yes. Pancakes. Kelly, this is revolutionary. <laughs> Where has this idea been my whole entire life? I hardly ever make pancakes because we do have so many people here. And like yeah. you said, it's standing at the stove while everybody else is eating. Right. And you're just standing there flipping pancakes. Oh my gosh. And not to mention, as you know, having a lot of kids, you have some people that love a blueberry pancake and some people are yep. not going to eat the blueberry and some people want chocolate. My mind is blown. I don't even have words for how genius this is. Oh, well, I'm so happy. I also think it's great because you could make it for a brunch. Oh, totally. And have it, you know, you could serve it up in little squares or you yes. could leave it in the pan of people. So if you have people who are coming to stay with you, for example, for the holidays. Yes. And so you're like, you could make this and people can eat it when they're ready. Exactly. You know, they could heat it up in the microwave if they want it to be warmer, but like it's ready. It's there. Brilliant. And I haven't tried this yet, but I'm thinking also you could use parchment paper on the bottom of your pan and even make the cleanup easier. For sure. But really, you mean you're spraying it with, you know, some oil. It's not hard to clean up the pan. It's just one pan. But yeah, it's really fun. I actually got this idea from... My son, Kieran, he is in a cooking club at the middle school wow. and they made these sheet, pa- sheet pan pancakes so one smart. time and I was like you, this is revolutionary. Oh so gosh. smart. I feel like you've changed my life today. <laughs> I have one more I was going to mention that kind of has to do with kitcheny stuff. It's something you can do in the kitchen, but hopefully will be nice for your whole house. In fact, you could do this in your kitchen after you've baked bacon in the oven and I mean, we all like to eat bacon. I don't like the lingering smell of bacon. I know some people love that. I just want to clear the air. (laughs) I kind of love the smell of bacon almost because it makes everybody come out of their room. Oh, yeah, that's true. It does do that. They're like, what is that smell? It does do that. (laughs) It was the bacon that I ate. (laughs) That I ate. Sorry. (laughs) But I found this little hack and I love it because I love when things smell good and somebody suggested that you could simmer tea bags in a pot on your stove instead of, you know, putting together a potpourri or anything like that. Just grab some of your favorite tea bags, put them in a pot of simmering water on your stove, and it's going to like diffuse the scent of your favorite tea oh. all through the house. Or even if you're like me and you have boxes and boxes of tea, and then it's like, I haven't opened this box sometimes in years. Like maybe you just have tea sitting around and you're mm-hmm. not not that into it. It wasn't that great of a flavor for you, or you just have too much tea. Pull them out of the cabinet and use them for aromatherapy of sorts in your kitchen. Just keep an eye on the water, obviously. But if you wanted to kind of scent your house before you had people coming over, or if you just like the smell of tea and want to have like a candle-free way to make everything in the kitchen and beyond smell better, grab some tea bags. That's so smart. And I feel like doesn't everybody have some neglected tea in the back of their cupboard? I'm so glad it's not just like, me. Yes. What was that? When did I buy that? Or like, yeah, you just got tired of it. Yeah. It's a lemon. Right. Like a lemon tea. Yeah. 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 So I thought that was really good and a good way to use up tea that you're Smart. not drinking mm-hmm. anymore. 
Okay, well, let's talk a little bit about actually decorating our homes. I feel like this is an area where I need a little extra motivation because I tend to keep it pretty minimal just because I get overwhelmed with stuff and when do you put it up? And then I always have a small child in the house, it feels like. (laughs) I thought a really fun one that I saw on somebody's blog was as a very simple garland, they printed out pictures, family photos from the past year, just like from your camera roll from Instagram. What? Yeah, they printed them out in like, smart. I want to say like five by seven format, maybe a little bigger, maybe like an eight by 10 format. And so they printed them out, had them printed it, you know, just you could do it at your local pharmacy. They put it on cardstock, like glued those pictures that were printed out onto cardstock and then just hung them by clothespins on a piece of twine on their mantle. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so pretty and such a nice way to reflect on your year together as a family and make it really personal, make it more than just, you know, a garland that you picked up at the hobby store or whatever, to be able to say this was our year together. I thought that was really sweet and not that hard to do. Right. Even I am capable of this level of project. Yes. And I like that it's, like you said, it's family centric. It's not just, so it it can remind everybody like what the holidays are really about. Yeah. Like just being together and making those memories like we did on that trip or when we took that photo outside the ice cream place. Yes, exactly. So what do you have for us in terms of just holiday decor? What sounds good and simple for us to try this year? Well, I will tell you guys, this is a hack that I came up with a few years ago, and I'm really proud of it. Good. Yes. Let's hear (laughs) it. I have always liked the look of wreaths hanging in a window. Oh, yes. You know, like if you have three window panes Mm. and people would hang a big wreath, Mm -hmm. usually from a ribbon. So a few years ago, I went out and bought some wreaths. They're artificial. They're not big. Okay. They are maybe 10 inches. Okay. You know, like from diameter. Yeah. So they're not as big as like the real ones that are big and show off. But I did Then I went, you know, whatever to a craft store and got some of the wire ribbon, like the really thick ribbon that has wires on the right, outside. Right, right, right. So yes. It's shapeable. Mm-hmm. And all I did was like take the ribbon and tie it around like so there's a loop of it. Mm-hmm. I'm basically trying to kind of make a loop. I tied it on the back, went through and up. And instead of making a solid loop because I wanted to hang these on windows, I tried like tape. different things to get the ribbon to hang up and nothing ever worked. Okay. Then all of a sudden I was like, wait a minute, it's a window. (laughs) Yeah. Now, my excuse is that in winter in Minnesota, we stopped opening our windows. So I didn't think about it. Mm -hmm. But then I was like, I can open the window and stick the top of the ribbon out the window, you know, a little bit so that it's caught and then shut my window. Okay. I like that. And it's stuck. That makes sense. So especially, again, like if you're in a climate where you're still opening your windows all the time, that's not going to work. Yeah. But here, like the windows are practically frozen shut by the middle of winter. So, you know, putting this wreath in the ribbon, like it was a foolproof way to hold something that was kind of heavy mm-hmm. um, without having to deal with a command hook because I wanted the ribbon to be flat. And it's, you know, probably four inches wide. Mm-hmm. So I wanted it to be flat. And so this is a way I can make it. I can just open the window, stick a little bit of the ribbon out, shut it, and it holds it. That's so. So smart. Yes. I can show you guys a picture too. Okay. Yeah. I have some pictures of me doing this. I'm not a huge crafty person either, Meg, but I did find when I was also doing some research, I found an idea that I thought was so smart and it was actually on TikTok. It said that Epsom salt looks a lot like snow when you pour it into something. Oh, I can see that. Yes. I hadn't thought about that. I have some fake snow that I I don't even remember where I got it Mm -hmm. back in the day. Mm -hmm. That's kind of sparkly, but Epsom salt would be probably even cheaper. Yeah. And what this person did was he had some really beautiful globe, some clear globe sort of like pedestals. Okay. But you could do anything that has a globe sort of shape. Yes. To use Epsom salt to make a snow globe. Oh my gosh. Sort of idea. Yeah. To put on your mantle, to put next to a bedside. So what he did was he poured in Epsom salt, used some fairy lights that are battery operated and stuck them in the snow. And then he just put on some small bottle brush trees on top of it. And then maybe you have some other, you know, things you could put in. Maybe you have like a little church or, you know, something like that. And then boom, there you go. You've got like a little winter scene in this clear spot, you know, like a big globe sort of idea. And then you can put it around. 
And I thought that would be adorable. Yes. On a mantle. Yes. On an entryway table. And again, I think that even if you don't have tiny little kids who are going to be fishing it out every day and then you have to clean up some salt. Right. But, you know, if you have a kid like my 14 year old daughter, she is always disappointed with our level of decorating for Christmas. Mm. Like she wants bigger, better every Mm -hmm. year. It does not matter. Mm -hmm. I could decorate like Macy's itself. And she's like, man, you could do more. Could be more. Yeah, could be more. So (laughs) she would be the kid if we had the money and the energy to like she wants her own tree in her bedroom. Uh She wants the Christmas sheets. She would like a Christmas comforter, a la Party Party Brown Kids, you know, like just for the season. <laughs> yes. So I was like, this, I might make her a little one to put yes, in her room. Yes. And so she fun. would be so happy with it. And I will share a link, you guys. Target has those bottle brush trees right now. I think they're in the dollar section, but there's like four of them for $5. Perfect. So just like tiny little Christmas evergreen trees. And I'm just going to say, because I've talked about this before on the podcast, but I have Christmas things and then I have winter things as well. That's right. Yes. So this is something that I feel like is also just kind of wintry. Yes. Unless your bottle brush trees have like ornaments on them or something. But like you could leave it up if you want to. Like I leave winter stuff up in January. Yes. Oh, I love that. That would work far beyond the holidays. Yeah. For sure. For sure. Well, and then here's one other one that I found on TikTok that I'm going to try. I'm just trying to think of where to try it. Yeah. They used holiday lights. Again, you would put like on your house, the icicle kind that have lights that hang down, Uh you know, like a string of lights. So they used those and command strip hooks to make an icicle hallway. Oh, really? Okay. So like they hung them on the ceiling in a hallway. What they did is they used command strips kind of or command hooks strategically placed and they did a zigzag. So the lights are hanging down and they went zigzag across the ceiling. And then they use twist ties to kind of pull some of them together. So there's not a zigzag effect. Yeah. It's more like just the whole ceiling is oh sparkly. Oh my gosh. How darling is that? So cute. Not a ton of money. They even got, and I didn't even know this is a thing, but they had like a light socket. You can get a light socket adapter so that instead of it being a light bulb, what it is, is you're screwing in two plugs. Oh, like outlets. I had no idea that existed. What? Okay, so they use that because then you can turn your hallway lights on and off like your icicle (gasps) hallway lights with a switch. (laughs) How are people so smart, Kelly? People are so smart. That's amazing. I love it. This is just like, it would be so gorgeous in an entryway, right? Yes. It would be great outside of a kid's, like a kid's hallway into their bedrooms, maybe in a basement. Like that's what I was kind of thinking. I don't know. My teenagers are in the basement. They kind of are vampires. They don't yeah. really see sunlight a lot. So I don't know. This might be one of those things where they walk out of the bedroom where they're like, <laughs> like, I don't want all these extra lights in my hallway, mom. But I'm like, this will make it feel festive downstairs. I would like it. So I'm just trying to figure out where I'm going to try it yes. once we get to December. And then again, I might leave it up because it's so dark in the winter. And this is just like a sparkly, it's like a fairy light idea, only it's on the ceiling. Right. Oh, my gosh. Okay. I see that you've listed for us the actual TikTok so we yes. can get the visual of what that looks exactly. like. Exactly. And yeah, you'll have to go to TikTok and see them do it. I mean, it's still going to be like under 20 seconds. They're going to do it a lot shorter than I well, talked for sure. about it. Yes. yes. But still, it, like that way you can get what they're doing. It's so cute, you guys. So fun. Loving that so much. We don't do a lot of outside decoration. Again, much too AJ, my 15 year old's chagrin, she just, she would like for us to be the Griswolds. And we're just, I don't know, Kyle and I are just like, we're not those people. But I thought this was really smart. And it reminded me actually of my college days. Did you know that you can use hot glue to hang the outdoor lights on your exterior if you have masonry or bricks? What? Hot glue. Just like everybody's favorite thing that you can... Like a hot glue gun? Yes. Hot glue? Yes. Okay. You can use take your hot glue gun outside, get it nice and heated up. If you have an outdoor outlet, even better, which I guess you would if you were putting lights up outside. Yes. And then just use the hot glue and you can put it right on the bricks or your masonry. And then at the end of the season, you just peel it off. And it's a super simple way to hang your outdoor lights. And it reminded me when I was in college... The dorm that I lived in, we had painted cinder block walls, which we could not Mm -hmm. get anything (laughs) to stick to painted cinder block, but hot glue would stick. And so at the beginning of the year when everybody was moving in, 
the halls would reek of just, you know, that hot smell yep, from a yep. hot glue gun. <laughs> you just walk down the hall and it would smell like, are people crafting? What's happening here? <laughs> but we would just be hanging stuff on our walls via our hot glue. But I never thought about actually using it outside. And we have a brick house. And so I'm thinking like, okay, maybe we can do a little something this year if I know how to like this little hack for hanging things. That's really smart. I have a tiny little hack. If you have just not evergreen sorts of trees, you know, like I think sometimes people will go get specific outdoor ornaments that, you know, can kind of hold up to the elements and they're usually really big and they'll hang them in an evergreen tree, which can be really pretty, especially if it's lit. But I have started, I have some outdoor ornaments and just, I wanted to put them in a tree that, you know, it's just a regular deciduous tree. Yeah. Instead of trying, you know, like I was like, how do I hang these? They do have a little you know, clear fishing line sort of loop on them. Yes. But I went and got, I have some gardening wire. It's like a green, pretty malleable wire. So I just take a stick of malleable wire and through that loop, and then I just twist it around a branch. Oh, um, so okay. So that they can stay on. And that also works for me because I'm putting these on and they're going to be on that tree for three to four months. Right. So through the weather, like they don't blow off then, you know, they're not as easily yes. torn off the tree with this wire. And it's really simple. And I've also been thinking about what are the things like, where can I wire more things? <laughs> I've got all this wire. What can I, I do got now? This wire. I'm yes. unstoppable with my gardening wire. Well, now with the gardening wire and a hot glue gun. There we go. There we go. Yes. We'll see where we go this year. <laughs> Kelly is unstoppable for sure. Okay. Well, believe it or not, we have even more, even more hacks and ideas. And like I said, just hopefully inspiration. We do not want anybody to walk away from this being like, well, I'm never going to be able to do all of that. No, neither are we. We're not doing all of these yep, things. Yep. <laughs> We're just trying to give you some inspiration, some ideas about how to make things simple. So we have even more to talk about when we come right back. All right, friends, I really need to talk to the grown-up awesomes who are listening right now, because here's the thing. This is a stressful time of year. And honestly, most of us spend most of the holidays putting everyone else ahead of ourselves. But it doesn't have to be that way. And that means it's the perfect time for you to finally check out For Ya. Better sex starts with For Ya. Now, you may not think that you need extra help in the bedroom, or maybe you know that you do. Wherever you are on that spectrum, I know you're going to be surprised by how much better and more pleasurable your sexual experiences are with For Ya. Foria has a serious cult following with tens of thousands of people who have had their sex lives transformed through using Foria products, including those awesomes who quietly on the download slide into my DMs to tell me how thankful they are that Sorta Awesome introduced them to Foria. Now, of course, you know, I'm going to tell you, if you need to know where to start, start with the Awaken Arousal Oil. Awaken uses CBD warming, sensation, organic botanicals that enhance arousal, sensitivity, pleasure, access to orgasm, and help with any discomfort. This time of year, put yourself first. You can do that with the Awaken Arousal Oil and hey, throw in their sex oil too. So yes, you have my permission to try this. I fully endorse you to go ahead and treat yourself to more, deeper, fuller pleasure wherever you can find it and as often as possible. And you can start with a bottle of Foria. Foria is offering a special deal for you, awesomes. Get 20% off of your first order by visiting foriawellness.com slash awesome or use code awesome at checkout. That's F-O-R-I-A wellness.com forward slash awesome for 20% off of your first order. I recommend trying their Awaken Arousal Oil and Sex Oil together. You guys are going to thank me later. Okay, we are back. And today we're talking about holiday home hacks, try to make things a little easier, a little more awesome for you guys. Let's talk about the Christmas tree, Kelly. This mm -hmm. is sort of a universal aspect to our holiday decorating for many people. One little hack or tip that I saw that I thought was so smart is to kind of make your Christmas tree lights even brighter you can go to the craft store and get little tiny round mirrors at the craft store. I'm like, when I saw this, I was like, I know I've seen those like at Hobby Lobby or Michael's or whatever. And I've always thought like, what do people do with those? You can get those and hot glue, again, hot glue them on to like green pipe cleaner. Okay. And then you attach those behind <gasps> the light, the mirror behind the light with that pipe cleaner, just attach it however makes sense to you. And then that little craft mirror is going to catch the light from the Christmas tree light. You can do this to 
all of the lights on your tree if you want a really bright tree or just, you know, some throughout the tree to kind of right. amp it up a little bit. And you've got a, an easy little way to amp the light on the lights coming off of your Christmas tree. That's so smart. And well, maybe it wouldn't. I was going to say if you have an artificial tree, you can maybe just leave them on. Yeah. For the next year, you know, they might not line up perfectly, but I'm going to assume that whether it's directly behind a light or not, it's still reflecting and making it more sparkly and bright. Yeah. Isn't that so fun? I'm totally so smart. Totally going to try that this year. That's the Christmas tree, the lights. It's like that is the heart of my enjoyment of holiday decorations. And I don't know, I just love it so much. So we're going to try that this year for sure. That's a really cool one. I will tell you. What really revolutionized my life a few years ago, and this is such a simple thing, is I put my tree lights plugged into a timer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, you guys, I will try to link to the timer that I bought. You could get like a two pack for $10. I don't know why I waited so long. And so mine are like, I set it to turn on at like, whatever, 630, because I want them to be on when I'm coming out, you know, like into the main area. And they turn off at 11. And I don't have to worry about it. I don't have to climb behind the tree, which is what I used to do. Right. To like, you know, plug them in. Like I would have a, maybe a power strip or something to make it a little bit easier, but still it was always a pain. Yeah. This way it's one and done. Yeah. Like they turn on, they turn off in my little timer. I can say, you know, it's not something I have to do the math on. You can say, this is the time right now. Right. Turn on at 630. It's not Ooh. like, oh, it's eight hours. When does the eight hours start? Oh, yes, that's just even does it. better. Yes. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm into it. That is so smart. And again, that is a great hack for just making one process of the holiday stuff even simpler. Yes. The other thing that I feel like I have to talk about, and maybe people have these because you know, every year you get out your lights Uh and then you start to like untangle them. Uh You plug them in and how many of them are like not working? Not working, or there's maybe yes. Like half the light string isn't working. And yes. Like, Why? <laughs> Why? Yep. Every year. Yep. So a few years ago, I got pretty frustrated and I went out and bought this little tool. They're usually less than 20 bucks. We'll link to it on Amazon. You can get it at most stores at this point for sure. You know, home improvement sorts of stores. It's called the Lightkeeper Pro Holiday Light Repair Tool. Ooh, a special tool just for the holiday lights. Just the holiday lights. <gasps> this and is brilliant. It's pretty nerdy, but if you're just like, you know, this bugs me, because that's what it was. It was bugging me. And so this is like a little magic wand. It is a small, it almost looks like a glue gun, like it, that okay. you can hold in your hand, mm-hmm. like those really small ones, not the big ones. And what it does is it allows you, it has many different tools on it. Like it helps you to get lights out, like if the light is broken. It has a little thing that will help you get the light out without having to, you know, worry about maybe getting broken glass on your fingers. But the real brilliance is, is that it has a nozzle that where the light stops, you can take that light bulb out, put this nozzle in and you click it a bunch of times. And what I think is happening, like you can get really, again, nerdy about what's happening Uh with electrical currents is you're basically saying, bypass this one. (gasps) This one's dead. And the rest of your string will light up. Oh my gosh, this is another complete game changer. Holy Moses. Yeah. When I bought it, I was like, is this really, you know, like it's $15 and I just don't want to buy $15 for a tool that is stupid. Yeah. And you guys, it's not stupid. Now it doesn't always, always, always work, Okay, but it's worked enough to make me feel like it's magic. And like, I'm a wizard. (laughs) Yeah. I was going to say, this is some Harry Potter level uh, holiday hacking right now. And the kids know now when I get the lights out, they're like, cause it's like, click, 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 click. And they're like, oh, mom, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm fixing the holiday lights. So it's a clicky tool. It also has a sensor on it with the electricity that will like beep. Okay. I don't remember if it beeps or it has a light, but you can go down. It's kind of like a stud finder in a wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where you can like find the studs. Right. This can tell you if there's electricity flowing through the wire or not. Brilliant. So if you're like, maybe it's just in the wire and it's broken and that's why it's not working. At least I know what I can stop driving myself crazy about this. Yes. You can like take it down along the wire and it's going to tell you like, oh, here, this is where it stops. Like there's no electricity coming past here. Right. So my heavenly days, what a time to be alive. It's pretty awesome is what I'm saying. I just keep it in with my holiday lights. And again, I feel like I want to go around to my neighbors and be like, do you need, (laughs) would you like me to click your lights? And I don't mean that in a sexy way. (laughs) It's a pretty cool little tool. And then I saw this. 
I have not used this, you guys. This is a new one that I think could be really good. If you have real tree, so then you have to remember to water it, especially that first week, you know, which is crazy. And I always forget. And there's like a day I forget. And then I go and the tree is completely empty. And now I'm like, now it's yeah. done. You know, like the sap comes, covers over. So at Walmart, I saw that they have these. It's a water sensor for your Christmas tree stand. And what it is, is it actually communicates to a little blinking snowflake ornament. Oh. So if it's running out of water, this little snowflake ornament that you could just hang on your tree uh-huh. is going to blink at you and okay. be like, it needs water. Hello. So smart. Or I suppose you could put it anywhere, like next to your coffee in the morning or something <laughs> so that you would see it. You know, yes. maybe you are going to see it if it's on the tree. But I was like a little water sensor because, again, that's like one of those crawling under the tree things. Absolutely. To see like how much water you need or whatever. Yeah. So I was like, that is... Like you said, what a time to be alive. A brilliant little tool that I think could make your Christmas tree days go a lot easier. Yes. Okay, so smart. I have two really quick ones for the Christmas tree as well. Okay. I did not know that existed on this planet in this, the year of our Lord 2022, and maybe they've been around for a while, evergreen pipe cleaners. So they're wire, like a pipe cleaner. Yes, but they're- Not just a green pipe cleaner. Right, not just green, but they have like plastic evergreen look to them, but you use them just like a pipe cleaner. I had no idea this existed. I will link to them in the show notes. I will be buying them for our (laughs) holiday decor this year. And you can use them especially to hang your like really heavy, you kind of mentioned this with the gardening wire, like your heavier ornaments on the tree instead of using one of those little cheapy- Ornament hangers that, Mm -hmm. you know, that always, especially if you have kids or pets and the tree gets knocked around and bumped around, it's always the heavy ones that are going to hit the floor and shatter. So you can use these little pipe cleaners for a little extra security in tying it on to the branch. Also, if you're doing like garland or anything, Mm -hmm. just to have these on hand for securing things and it looks, you know, kind of fades into the background of whatever you're doing. Oh, that's super smart. I did not know about those either. I thought that was so fun and so clever. And then lastly, if you are like me and do have little kids or pets or whatever, and the tree gets a lot of unnecessary attention, I thought this was the smartest hack. Hang jingle bells on the lower branches Mm. and that will give you an auditory alert. It's an old fashioned alert. It's not going to go to your (laughs) phone or anything like that. It's not Bluetooth alert, but if you hear the jingle bells on the tree and jingling, then somebody's messing with the tree. And I was like, why didn't I think of this years ago when I had twin yeah. toddlers who I had to keep away from the tree? I cannot imagine. Yes. So I thought that Did was they ever like, knock it over? No, the twins okay. have never knocked it over. Mostly pets have been the culprit yeah. of Christmas tree disasters in our house for sure. Okay, let's round this out. I know you have some that are just kind of like the sights and sounds of the holidays in your home. What do you have to wrap us up today? Yeah, so, and again, we'll link to this that you guys can see it in the show notes. But if you've never made like cedar cranberry luminaries before, this is the easiest and the most beautiful hack. And you can put it, especially if you're hosting something, but even just for yourself, basically what you're using is some sort of a clear jar. Lots of times people use ball jars, Yeah, but you could use any sort of a vase. You put cedar usually, Mm -hmm. like clippings of cedar, maybe from your tree, maybe from a wreath or something else that you've used in the bottom. Okay. You fill it, you put water in it over to cover up the cedar. Yeah. Then you float some cranberries, just fresh cranberries on top. They're going to float. And then in the middle, you put a little candle that you light. Oh, yes. So you can get actually like floating candles that would work for this purpose. Mm -hmm. As long as the cedar is covered with water, you don't have to worry about it catching on fire. You can also just use the little tea lights that you get in the little, you know, aluminum casing. Just take that part out so that the candle will float. And it's so pretty and it literally takes you seconds to assemble. And it's very Christmassy and it looks fantastic. Yeah. So I've done that. I haven't done it for a few years, but I'm going to do it again this year because it's been now because I've been doing the research newly brought to my attention. Right. So simple and so pretty. Yes. Yeah. And then you mentioned earlier tea bags. So I saw this because I have a recipe for just like a stovetop potpourri that I use at other times of the year. But then this one is specific. It is a holiday stovetop potpourri. Okay. 
And I like this for several reasons, because it's going to make your house smell kind of holiday-ish. But also, winter is usually dry Mm. for many of us. So doing this kind of a potpourri when it's on the stovetop versus a candle versus one of the wax melts. Well, a diffuser is going to help a little bit, but this is going to like just put water straight into the air. Yeah. So when I'm doing this kind of a stovetop potpourri, I like just add water to it all day. Like I leave it on simmer. And if it's at a particularly dry time or we have a lot of people with, you know, colds. And so they just need a little extra, you know, water in the air. So this one is just, you're using one orange sliced. You put in some cranberries, four cinnamon sticks, some cloves and nutmeg. Perfect. Yes. You could put in also some rosemary if you have it. But again, I think sometimes. Yeah. Like if you don't have the other things are all shelf stable, except for the orange. Yeah. Cranberries, I just keep in my freezer. Mm -hmm. So it seems like something easily you could put together. It would smell amazing. And this is one of those things. I'm going to use this just for my family and not like a, you know, not as a, I'm having a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just, is going to be a great treat for my family. And a bonus, you know, you said at the beginning, like we're looking at everything as gifts. What I'm going to link to, this is so smart. This woman often will like put it together in a little bag, like an orange and some cinnamon sticks and a little thing of cloves and a little recipe and use it as a gift. That's like a perfect neighbor gift that you can put together so fast, put together, you know, half a dozen of them, leave them on neighbor's porches. That is- Perfect. I love it. Very low cost. Yes. It is consumable, which I always like, but it's Mm -hmm. not food. Yeah. And we're all kind of drowning in food and sweets this time of year. Nothing wrong with that. I mean, I'm certainly, I bake and giveaways, that sort of thing. But I just liked that this was something different. Yes. Something that they could use. They don't have to keep around and something that will make their house smell good. And then this is my final one, Meg, and I'm laughing because I have several fireplaces in my house. Mm -hmm. I'm counting. I have four. Two are gas and two are real like real wood. So I have a lot of fireplaces and I use my real fireplaces. But you guys, if you don't already go to your Netflix, go to YouTube, there are fireplaces. Yep. Fireplace movies. Yep. I love having that on my TV. I do too. Especially when I'm like wrapping presents or whatever. If I can't be near a fireplace or if I don't want it on or whatever, it's got the crackling sound. Yep. Sometimes it has Christmas music in the background and a little treat. (laughs) Sometimes it has like a little dog or a cat that will come in and out. The cat purrs. I love it so much. It's the best. It's like, it's just so peaceful. Yes. And it feels like kind of holiday ASMR. It is. also visual. Yes. (laughs) I discovered this a couple of years ago. I want to say I found it on Amazon Prime. Yeah. But yes, all of the streaming services, I'm pretty sure. I know for sure Prime, Netflix, and YouTube, any of those you can pull these up. I love them. And Kelly, you know what? This year, I'm going to bust those out early. I'm just going to start like right now. It's already cold here. We already have right. snow. I may as well turn on the digital fireplace on the, the digital fireplace. <laughs> and you can put it anywhere. You could just like, you know, put a little YouTube or put a little iPad in a kid's room. Yes. And be like, Here's you your fireplace. Here's your fireplace, kid. <laughs> Everything's digital these days. But it is a fun little thing. I remember one year in particular that I was up late wrapping presents. And so I didn't want the hassle, like I didn't want to maintain an actual fire yeah. while I was dealing with it, yeah. but I just, the ambiance of, of it course. and it kept me company. Like, I think I actually reached the end and had to replay it. <laughs> like I was up so late wrapping so many presents. Yes. That's a lot of wrapping. It was, it was stupid, <laughs> but it was a really nice thing. So if you don't already know about those like little gems that are hidden at the very bottom, it's not like somebody's going... Huh, I wonder what I'm going to binge tonight. I know. <laughs> Fireplace on Netflix. But it's there. Ooh, you could even turn it on like when you go to bed. And if you have it to yes. be in your room, you could have it for your evening through the night fire. <laughs> I bet there's like, I listen to sleep sounds a lot like via my Alexa. Yes. So just like different sounds. I bet there is like they have fireplace or campfires. Yeah. But I bet there's one even for the holidays. I bet Like that they right. make, somebody makes that would just be not a visual, but just the auditory yes. section of it. So smart. Oh my goodness. I love that so much. Okay. Well, Kelly, this has been so fun. I'm like in the mood already to get the holiday stuff out and and get to celebrating. I know. I'm a little bit, I mean, the awesome snow, I'm a little grinchy when it comes to Christmas, but this, this felt fun. This is Like I was like, okay, we're just going to see where the holidays take me this year. Maybe my heart is growing (laughs) two times its normal size. (laughs) Maybe this is the year for that. Kelly, if people do want to find you all around the web to talk about holiday stuff or just whatever, 
where is the best place that we can find you? Well, you can find me at my website, which is kellygordonmn.com. So there's recipes there and ways to find me. But I'm also on Instagram and still Twitter, you guys, I guess. (laughs) Watching. I don't know. Watching the implosion. (laughs) I am. Like, I haven't left yet. I'm still there. If you're still on Twitter and you're like, here, let's join hands for the end times. It's at Kelly Gordon MN there as well. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes. What a mess. But I mean, I hope there are some great podcast series deep dives into the behind the scenes of this someday. I don't think they're going to be coming sooner rather than later. (laughs) I love it. If you want to find me on social media, you can find me anywhere by looking for Sorta Awesome Meg. That's me on all the social media places. You can always find Sorta Awesome by searching Sorta Awesome on whatever platform you are on. You will find us there and come and say hi. Give us a hashtag Sorta Awesome so we can find you. We love to meet our awesomes, both old and new, over on social media. You guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll see y'all next time. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.